This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices and storylines of your favorite players and coaches every single week. Be sure to download that Odyssey app, hit the auto download button, and make sure that you're staying up to date on all brand new episodes. It'll be sitting right there waiting for you when you wake up first thing in the morning so that you have all your hockey updates at your fingertips. You can also catch Pucks and Bolts on all of your favorite additional streaming platforms. Be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family and all other hockey fans. I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my co-host, Kaylee Mizell, and it's time for us to get into today's new Pucks and Bolts episode. Kaylee, good morning. Hello. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. It's exciting. We've got two back-to-back games. It's like we we had hockey... And then we had no hockey for a few days. And it's like, we have it back. It's great. <laughs> now you we know? have hockey. <laughs> now yeah. we have like two games back to back in the in the Bolts first back to back series of the year. They're on a long road trip. Um, and this is exciting. It's exciting to see what they're gonna do. Taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Pittsburgh Penguins, teams that they have some history with. So it's I know be, it's gonna be really, really fun. I'm excited to get into it, but first we got to get into the breakout and there's not too much news, Casey, which is actually a good thing because there's no, there's no real injuries. There's, you know, nothing aside from what we've already heard, um, you know, with Zach Bogosian and Anthony Sorelli. So we're kind of clear on that front, which is a good thing. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's starting the season really good. Uh, there is one small update. So we left you guys last week talking about Ian Cole and the situation that is going on with him. He is still suspended by the Lightning. He met with the NHL security on Wednesday afternoon, but there's been no formal announcement or resolution. Um, the NHL and the NHLPA have declined to comment. So there's no real updates there other than the fact that the NHL did meet with him. They did talk to him and everyone from the lightning to uh, Cole to the NHL. They're taking these allegations very seriously. And um, yeah, so as soon as there is more of an update, we will for sure provide that to you. So be sure to follow myself at Kaylee Mizell, Casey at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E for the latest information uh, but Casey, after this, you know, it's time to get into game action, which is my favorite time uh, yeah. because we are storm watching. So <laughs> as the lightning, are, well, they're already in Columbus right now, which uh, Columbus is like a sneaky fun town. So if you've never been to Columbus, like it is like a sneaky fun town to go to. I lived in Columbus for like two and a half years. Um, (laughs) and if you ever want to like go up there and and see a game, I would recommend it. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool things to do around the arena, but Casey, as we get into our storm watching segment, I look at what this team was able to do on Tuesday night and maybe where they fell short. Steven Stamkos had an excellent game, you know, seeing him on that top line, pairing Mm -hmm. up with Braden Point 
and Nikita Kucherov. It was great getting in on the special teams action for Steven Stamkos, getting that power play goal. That was great to see. But against this Blue Jackets team, they're going to need more than Steven Stamkos. Oh my gosh, absolutely. They're going to need the rest of the Bolts forwards to step up and, and show up. I'm not saying that guys did not, but there's a lot of guys in within their respective lines and their roles that still didn't have you know, what you started to see from them towards the end of the regular season and especially playoffs. And I know playoff hockey is its own special thing, um, but it can't be the Steven Stamkos show, even though he is one of your key guys. He is the guy, uh, your, your center captain there. Talking about storm watching and heading into Columbus and, and having this matchup, huge shout out to alternate captain Victor Hedman. Um, Victor will be skating in his 900th game versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. And he is the 12th Swedish defensive man in history to hit 900 games. So that's going to be a huge milestone for Hedy. And I'm sure they're going to celebrate it there in Columbus. That's one thing you got to love about the NHL is that no matter which ice that you're on, uh, big milestones are always acknowledged and celebrated. And with that said, as you mentioned, Kaylee, it can't just be all on Steven Stamkos. It has to be other guys that step up. So something that jumped out at me was the fact that, and we know that the, that Coach Cooper is known for shifting up the lines a lot. He has no fear there. But there were some line changes that came about in practice that were really attractive to me because you kind of have to have your aggressor or your little engine that could. Then you have to have your 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 reliable scorer, and then you have to have either your forechecking guy or somebody that just kind of helps you know balance out the line there. So what was cool about some of the things that they did in practice that. I mean, I would love to see translate, but as you mentioned, the key, the key is that first line is they kind of bumped Hagel up to that first line. And I thought that that was a really cool move to make because we talked about Hagel so much the other day and how he could be such a driving force because of the four checking, because of now how defensive minded he's getting. So they had Hagel point and Cooch on a line. Um, which I feel could be like a, a successful point of attack. And then you have Paul Stammer and Killorn. Um, and then followed up by Colton, Vladdy, mm -hmm. and Perry. So why this was so appealing to me is for a couple of reasons. I already mentioned Hagel, point is point. And then you've got Kucherov, who needs to be set up a lot more because he just makes the quickest decisions on the ice, and that could be helpful for them. But then you've got this Paul stamkos Kalorn line. Killer's coming off of one of his top career-high seasons, and it's hard not to fall off from, su from such success, but he's got to find a way to build off of it or at least lead in with – what he started to put up number wise last week. I mean, last year. So we need to see a lot more out of Alex Kalorn versus the blue jackets. And then my favorite point, not Hagel. It's actually this Colton Vladdy Perry line or Colton and Vladdy being on the same line together, period. It was Colton and Vladdy that really started to strum up some chemistry in the preseason, more specifically last Saturday, the final preseason game, um, of preseason and the bolts win it five to two and it was vladdy with a hat trick and within that hat trick it was ross colton that was really starting to feed him and the last goal that he made in that game was this beautiful puck control that ross colton had really tied into the net and then handing it off to vladdy and vladdy securing that by really ripping the shot into the net so you're seeing where chemistry can come about and coach Cooper is really good at kind of finding where, where it's striking hot. And that's something that I think could be a useful line or a useful pairing versus the blue jackets, because this team Kaylee, and you could probably back this up more than anybody. We know what teams get under the bolt skin, but there's some physicality that really comes when they face off with the blue jackets almost every single time. That's so, so it's so true. 
Yeah. And so like, and then we talked about this on Tuesday, if physicality and speed become a thing, that's when the bolts end up on their heels. And we don't want to see that. And you mentioned an impactful player that this bolts team is going to have to look out for when they're in Columbus trying to pull off a W and avoid back-to-back losses. Uh, Kaylee, what do you think about the forwards stepping up here and who, who are they going to have to manage over on the blue jackets roster? Yeah, it's so interesting thinking about that line switching up. And I agree with you in a lot of ways, Casey. I really like the mesh of Alex Kalorn with Steven Stamkos and Nick Paul together. I think that that, that trio really works. And then Hagel, because he, it, because he was trying to be maybe a little bit more defensive-minded, but maybe that's not his natural inclination, putting him up there in a place where he can be a little bit more structured with guys like speedy Braden point and tricky Nikita Kucherov, where he can be a little bit more of that reliable structured player, similar to what Andre Palat did in that line. It is mm-hmm. very exciting. And I'll be interested to see if those are the lines that they skate this morning and roll out tonight against the likes of this blue jackets team gone Johnny Gaudreau, who it was really exciting to see that Johnny Gaudreau was going to be wearing a Blue Jackets sweater. He, that was one of the new faces on a new team this year that everyone around the entire NHL was excited to see. And Casey, sadly, because of an injury, the entire line kind of fell on their face. Yeah. So. In their first game, a 4-1 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday, Johnny Gaudreau actually got zero points because in large part, he was really, really building chemistry with longtime Columbus Blue Jacket and center Boone Jenner and forward Patrick Lane was less than seven minutes into the second period. And Casey, Patrick Lane actually went out to an upper body injury. Casey, he has been placed on injury reserve. He'll be out for three to four weeks. That changes this entire dynamic of this Blue Jackets team. And so uh, this is is just going to be super, super interesting because Mm -hmm. the lines just totally went into a blender after Mm -hmm. that. Um, Goudreau played a few different uh, with a few different centers uh, and, and it just really wasn't meshing. Mm -hmm. So this is a team that's really going to need to figure things out in terms of the blue jackets. They have to figure things out very quickly because you're missing one of your top guys. Uh, They're still looking to find chemistry within themselves with all the trades and some of the big names that they let go of last year and in the off season, here's the thing. The bolts need to take advantage of that. They need to use the ice to their benefit. I love the fact that you brought up those lines because I think it's the perfect opportunity to really challenge, put the blue jackets on their heels, control the neutral zone and push pressure in. So I think that's going to be very, very important whenever you're looking at what they can do in this team. But Casey, it seems like it always comes down to the goaltending. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting because Vasi is, is Andre Vasilevsky, one of, if not the best goaltender in the NHL. 
He is elite. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see because the Blue Jackets, sometimes they they will go with different pairings. And the Lightning being on back-to-back, it'll be interesting to see who they go with tonight. But, Casey, bring us between the pipes. What are you thinking that is, is going to go on in that oh. round? You and I had a nice little chit chat beforehand, as we always do. And and you made a great point. You know, they're heading into game two. They're on they open their season on the road with three games. So this is kind of an opportunity where they might bring in Brian Elliott or they might, you know, leave Vassie between the pipes. The biggest reason I might lean towards them going with Vassie again is because this is a team that doesn't like to lose more than one time in a row. And we know that they're gonna be adamant on on kind of seeing where they are and reevaluating um, their starting point heading into this season. Uh, don't fire the alarms. We've seen this team have rough starts many times before and look at what they've done in the last two, three seasons. So with that said, yes, I'm going to go with Andre Vasilevsky being in the net. We know that he did real, you know, Bassey always shows up regardless of what the points look like for the most part. So 36 out of 39 saves. While it was unfortunate, the Rangers got three. And on Bassey, we know this guy has a chip on his shoulder and he holds himself accountable to the highest standards. So it's really this Elvis Merlikens guy that, you know, they're saying that he's building off of a 0.907 save percentage from last season, and he wants to improve upon it. He was also a guy that, you know, in talks of conversation of really handling odd man rushes well and, that conversation came about when they talked about how well he handled Connor McDavid, one of the fastest, most intense skaters in the league. And you want to talk about tricky. He's up there with Nikita Kucherov as being a tricky guy. So his his eye with those fast skaters, his eye with those odd man rushes, he plans to build upon that. And that can be scary for, you know, an offense that needs to come together and have other forwards get, you know, get involved in the action. In one of after one of the practices this week, uh, Coach Cooper was asked about special teams, and he kind of really said, "I'm not too concerned about special teams at the moment. It's cleaning up our five on five. And to me, I took that as that's getting more than just the first line involved. Um, so that's going to help protect Vassy if not only your forwards step up all the way across the board, but your deep pairings start to come together a little tighter. Kaylee and you and I talked a lot about this on the first episode of Pucks and Bolts here at Odyssey. It's going to, it can't just be the headman and Chernak show. They were the top deep pairing, not that they play together, but they were the top two defensemen to really perform versus the Rangers. And I know that Fleury and Myers are starting to get their footing um, two guys that are probably quite young and around the same age, but it's going to be them tightening up in front of Vassy and starting to find what that communication looks like because Vassy has his very own unique way that you kind of have to learn about him. When you talk to defensemen throughout the season, you know, and you talk to McDonough, which you have, and and Hedman and even Chernak, they mention how what that chemistry looks like and that conversation is between them and Vassy so that they can play a tight coverage on him and not put him at a disadvantage to not you know, show up and, and make these big saves. So I think that while Elvis is going to come in hot and really try to put on a show for the blue jackets and, and make some big saves, Kaylee, you said something really important. Um, this, this Bolts team is going to, they're going to bounce back for one. I, I truly feel that, but it's going to be the fact that they're going to go against a team that's also trying to find chemistry and they might be a few steps behind uh, this Bolts team in finding that chemistry so between the pipes is always something to look out for because if, when in doubt in football i say when in doubt hand it to mike evans in hockey i'm going to say when in doubt you can rely on andre vasileski but that kind of closes us out from our storm watch in columbus 
So we've talked about the fact that more forwards need to step up. We've talked about some of the guys that they're going to look out for. Also, a big thing that um, the Bolts are going to have to be key on is moving, maneuvering around Wernicke and Bolquist. These are two guys that also like to be physical and like to play up, especially Wernquist. He's going to try to score as much as possible, even though he's a top defenseman or in conversations of top defensemen. But speaking of defensemen, Kaylee, it's time for us to, to take this storm watch to another city. A city yep. that some people love, some people are traumatized by. <laughs> it can go either way, but Pittsburgh is the next next little pin on our map. The guys, once they wrap up in Columbus and hopefully collect a W, regardless, um, it's time for them to take on this Pittsburgh Penguins team. And, you know, there's no Ryan McDonough. There's deep, you know, the Bolts deep pairing are still kind of trying to find their footing and their chemistry, and they're going up against a dynasty always, no matter what guys on this roster, what these lines look like, the Pittsburgh Penguins are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And Casey, you said it dynasty, right? I mean, this is Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang, Malkin. Okay. It's their 17th season together. Gross. The only <laughs> other, I'm. It, it's, it's bonkers. Sidney Crosby is going into his 18th season. And like, just in terms of like, oh, like, where does that leave them in the record books? Like, what does that mean, Kaylee? There's only been one other trio that's been together for 17 seasons, Casey. Do you want to yeah. do a little bit of uh, guessing? Is this the Yankees trio? Yes, it is. Look <laughs> at you. Ding, 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 Yay. ding. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, I mean, the fact that they know each other so well. Um, and, and for those wondering, it was Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, and George Posada. So uh, this right. this is a team and this is a veteran core that knows each other extremely, extremely well. Um, and mm -hmm. then you look at what they can do and what they have done. Really interesting switching gears. The Blue Jackets are still figuring things out. They lost Four, one. So a, a, a pretty intense loss in that opening night for them. But the Penguins on the other side, they won 6-2 and their opening night against the Coyotes. That's really impactful. You have, you have this core, you have this group of guys that are going to really be explosive and they're going to continue to try to push. It's what they did with the Coyotes. They pushed their will. Um, and so without a guy like Ryan McDonough, you're going to feel that you're going to feel the fact that you're missing that defense against the guy like the Penguins against a team like the Penguins and a guy like Sidney Crosby. So mm -hmm. what do you do? Well, we already talked about guys having to step up young guys having to make themselves known. We already talked about like, okay. You know, Eric Chernak, Mikhail Sergachev, you you got some contract extensions. Now is the time to earn your money. Do it against the likes of Sidney Crosby, Cal Foot. You're you're paired up with Victor Hedman. This is the time. Shine. Allow Victor Hedman to shine because this is not going to be an easy game by any means. In fact, Casey, EA Sports. They in their simulation, they had them winning the entire thing. This oh, is yeah. a Penguins team that they don't know. These guys have been to been there and been together so long. This core knows each other so well. But how much time do they have left? Mm -hmm. We don't know. 
there there could be and even just the the mental gymnastics that they've had to take in to get through the salary cap this season it's very likely that this could be their last season altogether they want to win the whole thing so Ryan McDonough's out and guess what oh they have Jan Ruda that's a big deal you don't have Jan Ruda and you're going to see him for the first time whenever you go against Pittsburgh. This is also back-to-back. You're going to be tired. You're traveling. Mm-hmm. This team has to come out sharp. This is a Penguins team that is going to go out there. They're going to punch you in the face early. Casey, they scored, I think, was it three goals in that very first yeah. period against the Coyotes? So this is a team that's going to go out there. They're really going to make it count. And you have to be prepared for them defensively. Again, that means the likes of Eric Chernak stepping up, Mikhail Sergachev, these new guys. You really have to make yourselves known. Calfoot, big opportunity to shine. Yeah, and I'm glad that you mentioned Calfoot because you saw some, you know, you saw some better things out of him towards the end of the season. You know, he's not the fastest skater out there. He's not. He's not one or the other. He's not super he's not fast for a defenseman and he's not super physical for a defenseman. You started to see some de- some physical glimmers out of him, but that's what makes top defensemen great is that physicality, that physical element to your game. That can be exhausting. That's hard to keep up with for three periods. So, I think Calfoot's still trying to find a sweet spot with pace and physicality, but he's kind of running out of time here, especially when you're going to be paired with a guy like Victor Hedman. And, you know, you made a good point on the previous podcast here on Pucks and Bolts is that when you play alongside of uh, of Victor Hedman, he has such a unique rhythm about him. So you have to be able to work with an unorthodox, unique rhythm and also find yourself. But it's motivating. So I can see where the pairing comes about, too. And obviously, Victor takes up a lot of ice, if you will, and, and he can kind of fill that extra void with playing with a younger guy who's still trying to find his footing, but now it can't be the Victor Hedman supplementing for Calfoot learning and growing Calfoot needs to get there. Um, So glad you mentioned that all that to say too, and kind of take it back to the fact that they need to protect the net in front of Vassie. This can't be the only way that they win is because Vassie stretches himself across the net over and over and over again with these massive saves. We're all for a good big cat save, but uh, protect the big cat. It's only game three and back-to-back games is going to be, extremely exhausting and kind of to build off what you're saying there, Kaylee, with what they did to the, to the coyotes, they had five shorthanded opportunities as well. They limited the coyotes to 28 shots on goal and they had a whopping nearly 50 shots on goal. So this is a team that's really going to rip the puck and it's going to be tough if this defense doesn't pull it together or if they're going to be pushed on their heels quick and early again, physicality and speed is something that always stirs up this Tampa Bay team. And out of all the guys that were scoring, you mentioned the 17th, 17th season trio, which that alone is going to be a, a, mo- a driving force. But out of the six goals that took place, you have Crosby, you have Sucker, you have Zenzel, you have Malkin, you have Russ, you have Kappen, all scored for the Penguins. Mm-hmm. So you have a team who are firing off on all of their top lines and and making it count. So you can't cue in on one line coming in and being and being the focal point. They have to be ready for every single shift that hits that ice. And that takes me into my point with how they're going to manage better against such a formidable team, such as the Penguins. 
Special teams, yeah, they got to step up. Is John Cooper worried? Not so much. But I'm kind of glad Coop's not worried because doing some research in, into this Penguins team, it was their head coach that said, oh, our penalty kill needs some work. We're not so strong there. That's kind of our weaker point at the moment. And so if they are a team that doesn't have such a strong penalty kill and the Bolts are heading in there with a 75% penalty kill, this is a team that's typically sat top of the charts when it comes to the PK. Um, that's where they have an opportunity, special teams-wise and power play-wise, to really get some points on the board. If they get six power play opportunities, they need to make sure that they capitalize on at least four out of those six opportunities. Mm -hmm. And again, it can't just be Steven Stamkos who scores. We need to see Stammer. We need to see Cooch. We need to see, you know, sometimes Anthony Sorelli was a power play guy. Maybe that can be Brandon Hagel on Saturday. Um, I would love to see Vladdy get more, more involved. I would love to see... Ross Colton get more involved. This is a kid who, once you score the Stanley Cup goal, there was so much buzz around him. And, you know, he, on one of the shows that we chatted last year on during playoffs, um, he was a clutch guy. You called him a clutch player in that game. He ended up going off and doing so well. We need to see clutch Colton show up on Saturday versus the versus Pittsburgh. So they need to take advantage of the fact that the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins thinks that they have a weak penalty kill. They need to be drawing in those penalties. They need to be just as physical as the Penguins are going to be, and they need to maximize and capitalize on power play opportunities, and that's going to help keep them in this game because they just have so much talent on their forward units. Not saying the buck, the bolts don't, but they're still trying to gel there. So now you're going from a team that's trying to build more chemistry to a team that has so much chemistry and familiarity within one another and they're great, great skaters and they're great scorers. So I would really love to see the, the lightning show up special team wise. Yes. in Columbus, but most definitely in Pittsburgh versus the penguins on Saturday night. Yeah, and there's really good opportunity in Pittsburgh for the Bolts forwards. And that mm -hmm. is in part because they have some younger guys who are trying to make a name for themselves on defense. And John Cooper is very strategic in how he uses his lines. And he tries to get the matchups that he wants. So it's, mm -hmm. it, it's highly likely that the likes of Pio Joseph and Jan Ruda who are paired together. And for anybody wondering, oh, Joseph, that sounds familiar. Yep, this is Matthew <laughs> Joseph's brother, who mm -hmm. is a Pittsburgh Penguin. Uh, you know, they're really trying to make a name for themselves. And Jan Ruda, uh, he he's not the dazzliest of defensemen, but he mm -hmm. is trying to continue to prove that he belongs here. He has, he has space and that maybe the Bolts Maybe the Bolts messed up by not keeping him. And, you know, there's something to prove with both of these guys. So they're going to have a little bit of an edge. But because they are younger, because they are not as veteran of players, I think that there's an opportunity for the Bolts forwards to go up against them and to get really favorable matchups. Mm -hmm. I, I really think that the top one or two lines – could go against the likes of Joseph and Ruda oh, yeah. and really kind of own and put pressure and control that line um, based off of what they can do. That is a really good opportunity. And I know that there's some familiarity there on both sides. So that, that familiarity, you have to play into it what you know about it. So you have to 
put pressure on Ruta in the way that you know how to do that because you Mm -hmm. know him, you've played with him. You've won a Stanley cup with him. In fact, too. So this is, this is a really good opportunity for the bolts top lines to go up against uh, a defensive pairing that is a little bit younger is trying to prove themselves. So it's not going to be an easy fight by any means, but it is an opportunity for them to get up and get in their face. Because again, this penguins team, Casey offensively, they're going to go out there and they're going to hit you in the face and you're coming off a back-to-back game. You have to go out there and be just as dominant in, in that first 20 minutes, the penguins ran up a 16 to four edge in shots over the coyotes in the first period alone. That's a big deal. They really owned that play. And what I see an opportunity for the bolts to do is for their top lines, their top forwards to really push it on into the penguins end and to really own the play in that kind of way. So as we look into the next two games, Casey, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Hot seat. Do you have any keys going into these games for the bolts? Some some Casey Keys. <clears throat> Bear with me, guys. I'm I have had no voice and some voice all week long. So if I fade out here, um, yeah, I'm so ready for Casey's keys here. So as I mentioned numerous times, it's going to be important for the special teams to come together and be able to capitalize on those moments. Um, another big thing is going to be cleaning up their five on five, finding that rhythm there, getting other guys involved. But I think that could come with the line changes, uh, really stirring up people to feel, you know, feel more chemistry. It's going to come down to me seeing more out of Ross Colton, Alex Kalorn. Um, and I'm maybe going to throw Paul in the mix. He was still very involved. I mean, I think he skated for, he had an average of 22 shifts in the first game, but we know him to kind of be able to set up the puck a bit more and maybe even score himself. So there's three guys that I'm going to put a little bit, apply more pressure on, if you will, um, for needing to step up, needing to help their team get closer in with the net and stuff. You mentioned how much defense needs to do. And you've got so many key guys still on there to where they can get the job done. But I need to see a lot more out of obviously Florian Myers. And there were some things that they did really well with the Kraken as well as uh, the Predators and Predators had a great little defensive mix going on there. So they can they it should hopefully uh, come to a time where they find more of a rhythm. So throw some hope in it. The biggest point of Casey's keys right now is that Tampa Bay is 12, nine and zero with one tie in 22 all-time meetings at Columbus. The lightning went one, one and zero in Columbus last season and fell to the blue jackets five, two in their last visit at nationwide. So they're going to go in there with a chip on their shoulder, prepared for a physical situation because these guys like to pick fights in an opportune moment. And I think that they just, if they can step up and minimize the physicality, not get so flustered, keep their game simple as John Cooper always says and they can at least start the next part of this road trip with a win and for the penguins kaylee you said it they're going to see a familiar face in jan ruda and i'm sure they know a little bit about po joseph matthew joseph is a huge family guy um whenever po wasn't playing or an off season you always saw him down here in tampa bay with his brother so there's still going to be a bit of a familiarity there too it's going to be just exposing the fact that pittsburgh's defense is somewhat rebuilding besides guys like you know latang and and Dumoulin. but it's going to be 
getting them to go onto those, those those penalty kill opportunities and really making them pay for it. That'll help this team out a lot. Um, another big key is that you mentioned how explosive Pittsburgh is as a whole, their forwards and stuff, looking out for a guy like Zucker that has a ton of speed and physicality. I'm repeating that so much because it's just the pattern of it. Speed and physicality is really tough for this Tampa Bay team to manage. The best way they manage it is by getting that fast start in the first period. It says it's so easy to say play three periods of hockey, but they've got to control in at least the first beginning part of each period um, in order to make sure that they're not going to be completely wiped out by such a fast and physical team. And so look out for Zucker, look out for Crosby, look out for Malkin, look out for Russ. Uh, these guys are coming off of a bit of a really fiery game and they're going to be way too excited to kind of top that. So um, my last key is going to be face-off percentage. Success starts in the circle. They can't just rely on belly or point to be their guy. Um, Anthony Sorelli was somebody that kind of stepped up in that face-off percentage. So they need to kind of figure out who their next couple of guys are going to be that are going to help them win face-off so that they can get in position to score. And if they can do that for two games, we should hopefully be singing a different, really exciting tune on Monday. Uh, but Kaylee, you've always got the advanced statistics for us. Take us to Kaylee's corner for a hot second. Let us know some things that we should be keeping an eye out for. Okay, I'm going to get into some of that with the goalies. But first, Casey, we have to talk about back-to-back -back games because yeah. that's what we have going on this weekend. And the Lightning skated in 12 back-to-back -back games in the prior season. They recorded a 14-8-2 in those 24 games. Here's the interesting thing, though. Mm -hmm. They had a 4-8-0 record in the first game of back-to-back -back games. So a lot of times the Bolts came out a little bit flat in their first game and then really put it up to speed in their second game. So again, 14-8-2 in all 24 games. So what that means is that they were 10-2 in the second of back-to-back -back games. Casey, they never lost in regulation in their second game of a back-to-back -back game. That is wild and very, very tough to do. Now, some people are predicting that the Bolts will break that streak and that the Pens will be the team to do it and that the Lightning will lose in regulation to the Pens for the first time since two seasons ago. But I'm here to tell you, that I don't think that's going to happen. And part of the reason is because of goaltending. Last year, the Bolts did not play as well in front of Moose, in front of their beloved, you know, <laughs> backup uh, goalie. And that is a big miss because Moose is really, really talented and he's a very reliable and dependable goaltender. I think that that changes this year. I think that they step up. They continue to come out strong against the Penguins and Tristan Jerry. Jerry really didn't see that many shots against mm -hmm. the Coyotes. So here's what you have to do. You really have to go in there and put a lot of shots on net against Jerry. And I think that's really, really going to help. And 
I mean, he he had 19 shots against. I mean, that's that's <laughs> not much, right? Quite like in the NHL. So I I think that there's a huge opportunity here to really dive deep and put pressure on the goaltending, put pressure on the defense. But here's the thing. I don't think that they break that streak. I think that this team is a fighter and they're not going to break that streak. I think they come out and they're not going to lose in regulation and it's going to be a really exciting game. Uh, and we've got two of them coming up for you, Pucks and Bolts fans. So make sure that you stick around with us. You can catch new episodes of Pucks and Bolts weekly, uh, actually more than once a week. So be sure to download and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the thing. You're going to want to download the Odyssey app because it is the best place to get your pucks and bolts information. Download that app. There's extra features and different things in there. Turn on the auto download button so that whenever you get up and you're getting started with your day, you can roll right into a new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Kaylee Mizell. This is Casey Hudson. We will be with you all season long, and we'll see you next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.